So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day, got a five-star review from Yamila Pastor. Yes, Yamila Pastor did the certified listing agent course. She says the material and lessons are right on point. As a new agent, it gave me knowledge that I needed to fully represent my clients in the future. Loved doing the quizzes. Guys, what we do is we take five minutes of video, and then we put five questions on and to make sure you're paying attention. And uh, that is how we make sure that the brokers are happy with these courses that they buy for their agents and the agents uh, get a lot out of them and retain. If you want to try it out and try to answer some of these questions yourself and start playing some of these five-minute videos, whether it's a certified buyer agent or the certified listing agent or any of our courses, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com for seven bucks. You can get access a dollar a day. Take your $7 trial now. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, listen, I got a returning guest that is here after a long, I mean, long hiatus. I met this guy back in episode 86, way back now, like we're, we're closing in on 800 now, and dude was on episode 86, then he popped back in on 254 and hasn't been on since, an industry icon from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm so excited because he's got so much knowledge of what is happening in today's real estate market and his agents soar right to the top no matter what their experience level is. So we're going to learn some great stuff today. But I'm excited to have back again Mr. Greg Harrelson. Greg, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks, man. I, I really enjoy uh, you know hanging out with you. I always have, whether we're on a podcast, whether we're uh, hanging out in person, or if I'm just actually listening to your podcast and hanging out, uh, listening to you uh, to interview other guys. So appreciate for having me back. Hey, Greg, why don't you fill everybody a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you? Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina is my home. I do, um, you know, over the last four or five years, I've done a little bit of uh, expansion and have opened up offices in Charleston, South Carolina. I just did a joint venture. So I'm um, now servicing uh, Columbia, South Carolina with a partner that I have there uh, under the company named Century 21 Vanguard. And uh, right now, you know, with the family of uh, uh, the family of agents or operations that I run, we're uh, this year, we should be doing around 4,000 transactions. So we're doing, uh, we're, we're, I'm growing a big business. Growing a big yeah. business. <laughs> That's sure. what I'm doing. You sure as heck are. And you've got, you've got like how many Century 21 offices total are you own fully or own part of? Yeah. So right now we're at two, three, four, 
Six. Six. Mm-hmm. And your biggest one is where you're at, right? In, in Myrtle Beach? That's right. Century 21, the Harrelson Group in, Harrelson uh, in Group. Myrtle Beach. Yep. Tell me about that. Well, so I started that one in 99, and that's the one that really uh, every day I show up to. And, uh, you know, I coach the agents there and, uh, you know, and basically focus on developing talent. I like to say my company is more of a coaching company. You know, I'm not a real estate company. The agents are the real estate company and I'm a coach and I develop talent. So, you know, I'm just, you know, uh, recruiting agents in who want to grow a big business, uh, coach them up. And uh, we've got a very healthy per person production of around uh, just slightly under uh, 30 in that particular office, which is strong. Yeah, that's great. Per person production of slightly under 30 deals. I mean, that's great, right? Because you always have agents that bring that down. I mean, that's, that's, and, 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 and the cool thing, right? Like you train, like how often would you say you're training your agents, whether it be like on the phone or simulcast, you know, meeting or whatever? There, there's never a day that goes by that there's not training. So um, there's, you know, there could be training where I'm physically having a conference call like I did this morning, which is every Tuesday at 1045. I do a conference call for about 45 minutes and I come to the conference call with, a, with, a, with an outline that I created probably a, a few days prior. But tomorrow I might not have a scheduled physical training session of any sort, but I'm, I'm constantly creating video training on how to do this, how to do that, and I'm pushing it out to them. So whether or not we're using automation to push out my videos to, to my agents. So there's a combination of all those things going on. So there, there's never a day that they're not exposed to something. And how do you come up with ideas on, on like a lot of people would say, well, well, you know, I, I yeah. spent, you know, the last seven days giving training advice and I, I'm all out. Like, how do you come up with ideas? Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question. So one of the things I pride myself of is every morning, if I'm in, in town, every morning I walk into that office at 8 o'clock and I go to my old prospecting station that's in the middle of my agent's prospecting stations. And I do that every day. I don't go and sit in some office. I actually go into the pit with the agents. And, I like to, to, and the reason I like to do that is because it helps me keep current. So while I'm doing my busy work or making whatever calls I might be working, uh, making in the morning, I'm listening to these agents. I'm listening to them talk to for sale by owners or rent those or expireds or cold calls and whoever they may be dealing with, negotiations, price reductions. And I'm listening and I'm hearing things that they need to either improve or I'm hearing them answer questions that I, I, I look at that and I say, wow, the consumer seems to be asking this question now, and then I'll go ahead and create content around that. Mm. So I'm yeah. staying with them in the pit, and I'm hearing, they give me cues every day. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I remember you and I met for lunch in Charleston, and I went to your Charleston Century 21 office to meet you, and I said, how's your morning, and uh, how'd your morning go? And, and you said, yeah, I've been here since 8 o'clock. I got four listings this morning. Yeah. And I thought, man, what – you know, then there was like 12 agents all surrounding you doing their own stuff. And I was like, what, what a huge benefit to them to hear this guy get 12 listings before noon. I mean, four listings before noon and, and what they learned from that. And so I could see how, you know, you pick up stuff from your people just based on what they're saying and, and from your agents too. So that, that's amazing. So I want to talk to you a little bit, Greg, about the bandwidth, right? We're talking about agent bandwidth and how there's uh, a kind of an erosion of bandwidth yeah. based on 
the quality of the leads are based on the amount of leads and, um, and what the result is. So we'll just explain everybody what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, you know, so for so long, everyone's been complaining. Well, in the beginning, people were complaining, I need leads. Well, you don't hear really anybody complaining about I need leads anymore. <laughs> that, that problem has been solved. Okay. And then you go in and you start saying, okay, well, lead conversion is all about skills. And assuming we all know that, so you can either choose to work on your skills or choose not to, but it could affect your ROI. But I think the bigger thing right now that's affecting people's conversion and their return on their investment for the leads that they're getting is a lack of bandwidth. And it doesn't mean that you can handle, uh, that you can handle less than what you could have handled before, right? But because we're now getting so many leads, it's requiring us to handle so much more than we ever had. So for, for instance, you know, if at one point I was getting one lead a day, it's pretty easy to call them. And then I could call them again and again a few times to get, the, get them on the phone. But now we're getting multiple leads a day and we're getting the leads earlier in the selling cycle or the buying cycle. So what, my, what, what I say is this, is it takes more attempts to get a first contact than it ever has before. We are now obtaining more leads. So if you take now, each lead takes more attempts and you then multiply more attempts times more leads, all of a sudden an agent can't get to all them. So what I've seen is agents are getting all these leads and they're calling through them. Their, their speed to lead is probably really good. But even when their speed to lead is good, they call very fast. They still only get a small portion, maybe 40% of on the phone, the first contact. Well, then what ends up happening, if they don't call them three or four times during that day, they're probably never going to get them on. And then tomorrow, they're going to get all these leads again. And then they have to call them four or five times that day. And then they also need to call yesterday's leads another four or five times a, a day. And then let's go to day three. Next thing you know, an agent's not physically able to make enough attempts to reach the people and get them on the phone for the first time. And so then what, what the problem is, is that they're paying for, hypothetically, they pay for 100 leads, only get 40 of them on the phone. And let's just say they converted at 3, 3%, that'd be 1.2 out of 100. Okay. And let's say their commission is 7,500. So they make 9,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. Well, the challenge is, is they should be getting 100 leads talking to 70% of them. Mm -hmm. And if they're converting at the same 3%, then that would be 2.1, which would take that nine, that, that, that $9,000 return that they got in example one would take that to like a 15 to $16,000 return. And then everyone would stop complaining that the lead quality stinks. See, it's not the lead quality <laughs> that's causing a poor return. It's our inability to reach all the leads. As right. I mean, it's like every year an extra hour a day is added to an agent's schedule just for follow-up, right? Yes. Because yeah. the, buyers get, the buyers start looking earlier and earlier. The amount of agents that get each lead increases by one agent. I'm just making these numbers up a, a year, you know, so, so, so then, yeah. you know, the agents, like you said, don't have enough bandwidth to do the transactions they did the year prior because they are taking so much time to follow up. So I guess the question is, what do we do about this? Yeah. So I, I, I've thought through this and, and what I'm dealing with my agents is I say there's a few different solutions. Okay. You know, number one, they could hire an assistant and take more duties off of themselves so they can physically add more follow-up time 
to their sure. to their schedule. I mean, that's a, a, a lower cost way of doing it, right? Hire an assistant, take yep. all the admin away. Now, all of a sudden, you've got more time. The all you do is follow up and meet people. Yes. Now, the challenge is, is the burnout level is very high. Yes, that, that's the problem. It's hard to sustain that. Yeah. Okay. So then the next thing you can do is, is, is another solution is you could go out there and hire an ISA. You know, and a lot of people are doing that, right? A lot of people are hiring an ISA. The challenge with hiring an ISA, there's pros and cons. I'll, I'll talk about one of the cons is you have to have enough confidence in yourself and that ISA because you're going to have to front that money to hire that, that, that ISA. You're going to have to put out the investment in the, in, in, the for, in the front end and hope that this actually works and converts. A lot of agents don't have enough, uh, enough margin to be able to buy the lead and then have somebody, an ISA, to service the lead. Now you got three layers. The lead company has to make a profit, the ISA has to make a profit, and now the real estate agent has to make the profit. So if you're really good, you can make those ISA programs work. So that is a solution. An ISA can bring bandwidth. Or or join a team that has an ISA. Sure, you could join a team that has an ISA. Usually, somebody that's going to join a team is not the is is probably not going to be buying the leads. Right, that'd be the. And then, and then, if you're a single agent, let's you know, say you you don't have a big team, or it's just you and one maybe one or two other people. You know, an ISA may cost too much. You know what I mean? Like you're like, well, why am I going to pay this salary? Yes. Like you said, and therein lies why, you know, Zillow has become, Zillow is following up with their own leads. That's why Realtor.com bought OpCity so that they could follow up on their own leads yeah. so that all agents will be treated equally, not just the teams will be able to have ISAs. Now somebody who only does five deals a year will essentially have a built-in ISA called OpCity from Realtor.com on all the Realtor.com leads. And that's why they're saying- yes. We're going to take it into our own hands. We're just going to we're just going to buy a company and have them be your ISA, or, or with Zillow, we're just going to create a call center and have them be your ISA, and you don't have any say in it. Now, a lot of agents are bucking that. Uh, what say you on that, Greg? Well, so I think that Zillow and OpCity, and if, and there's probably more than them, they figured out this problem before the agents have figured it out. Yes. What's up, uh, brokers, uh, team leaders, office managers, and rainmakers of teams? I got a question for you today. What are the two most frustrating things about running a real estate team? The two things that cause you more headaches than anything else. Think about it. The brokers I've talked to have all given me the same answer. Recruiting and retention if you're in the same boat if nothing you've tried seems to work i've got some good news your problem finding recruiting and retaining high quality agents are about to be over i'm launching my new retoot course a course that provides an in-depth first ever look at the recruiting and retention secrets of the industry's top recruiters to kick off retoot's launch I'm offering the course along with two other high value items at a super low price to podcast listeners. Since I'm throwing in two free items with my Retoot Secrets course, I'm going to simply call it my 123 discount package. Okay, so let me talk to you about the 123 discount package. In addition to Retoot, you're going to get 
a subscription for each of your teammates or anybody in your office to my big profit weekly jackpot emails, which are basically agents from around the world giving advice on how to increase your profit on a daily basis in this business. If your agents put these effective, easy to implement tips to use, their sales and most importantly, their profits will improve. Plus, I'll provide you with a year's worth of monthly sales meetings, content to have at your sales meeting so you don't have to struggle figuring out what to say to your agents or your team. I'm calling it my lunch and learn sales training series. That's an entire year's worth of sales meetings that you won't have to plan and that your agents are guaranteed to get massive value from. So to recap, purchasing the one, two, three discount package gets you one, my brand new retook course, two, my big profit agents, weekly jackpot emails for everybody in your office and three, a year's worth of lunch and learn training sessions. If you want this limited time package, act fast and go to hybendigital.com backslash one, two, three. Real easy, hybendigital.com backslash one, two, three. And so what they did is they solved the problem. Really, Zillow and OpCity, or in, the, when, in respects to Zillow's concierge prop program, not their yes. lead program, uh, their concierge program, and then what OpCity does, they increased the bandwidth for the agent. Yeah. That was the bandwidth increase. That was it, right? And then all you got to do is sell and list. And I mean, that's, yeah. that's great for an agent, right? It's well, a huge thing, but you get paid less. The challenge is, is to make it work in the margins, okay? Because, yeah. Yeah, because now we're talking about making – now you look at it between the lead company and the, and, and the bandwidth company or the, the calling company, the follow-up company. They're, they're going to end up making more money than the real estate agent when it's all said and done. Mm. So it, it, that's the challenge. If you start – I mean, really after the broker split. Broker split what, and all the expenses associated with this – a transaction management fee and everything that's coming out, the agents, it, this whole thing's flipped upside down. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, you know what this reminds me of, and, and coming down the pike, what it reminds me of is relocation leads. Do you remember 15, yep. 20 years ago, Greg, where we had relocation leads, and when they first came out, the relocation company said, hey, throw us, you know, 20%, right? And then what happened? Uh, they're 40%. Yeah, you know, they right went now. to 25, and everybody complained. Then they went to 30. Then they went to 35. Now they're at 40%. I see the exact same thing happening. They're like, hey, listen, I don't know what, what Realtor.com is, who, which is OpCity now, the same company. You know, I think they were 30%, right, is what, uh, is what the deal was. But once they get in and control and they get an agents addicted to these leads, same thing with Zillow. What, what's Zillow going to be charging on the back end? Is it 30%? Do you know? That's, that's the rumor, 30 to 35%. Okay. They're, not, they're only testing that right now, but that's what I'm hearing out there in the, in, in the field. So once you get new agents and, and other agents addicted to that, and they're like, eh, what's, what's 35%? You know, I still made five grand on that transaction or whatever. Yep. And they get more and more, and that's they develop a business model. Then all of a sudden, you know, 2020, January 1st rolls around, boop, 40%. Yep. 
That's right. You know, how, how does a public company raise its profit overnight? They jack up their cost 40% and the agents are hooked. They're not going to balk at that. What are they going to do? Boycott Zillow? Agents have become dependent. I mean, there's, there's, there's two things that flash in my mind that I say have, 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 that people pulled this off very well. Number one, Microsoft years ago pulled this off very well where they gave their operating systems to the schools. Right. So a lot of young kids, like when I was a young kid, we had like, you know, Microsoft operating systems inside of the computers at school. So I became dependent on that because that's all I knew. Right. And, and so that's kind of what's happening right now is we, we want to be independent, but we, be, we have become very dependent. They've made us dependent upon them. And it, it's unfortunate. Now we can escape. But we do have to make investments in our company, in our, in our business, in order to escape. We can, we can actually put all those systems in place. Now, one of my friends, and it's, you know, uh, one of my friends has, a, um, has started a company called Contact Junkie. There's also, I think it's called Agent, I think Agent Legend. Legend. Yeah, Agent Legend. So, you know, right now I know with Contact Junkie, I helped him build the campaigns for that. And that's basically automating the process that a concierge or an op city is doing. Mm. And I think that that's where agents need to start looking where it's like they go in and, and, but I will say, don't let these technologies be the sole source of making your contacts. You know, in, in my office, I'm training my agents, you get a new lead, you call them immediately and you call them again and you call them again. Like we do a Christmas double dial uh, technique where you dial them, hang up and then dial them again. Right. Because if you dial them and hang up, yeah. you know, it's like your wife. Right. She dials you and you look at it you're like, gosh, I'm on a I, I, I can't right. take this call right now. She dials you a second time and you feel like it's an emergency. So you pick up. So that's his, the double dial technique. Right. We added the text on it. We say double dial text technique. So we'll even throw a text out there after the double dial. Right. So I think an agent needs to physically do that. I believe that. But now once that's done then they can drop them in some of these systems. And then that system can be set up with, on campaigns where it voice broadcasts and leaves another message in two hours. It texts them again in three hours. It sends an email. Then it sends another text. What we found when I started looking at these systems, that if you didn't get the person on the first attempt or the first double dial text attempt, if you didn't get them there, it wasn't until the eighth or ninth attempt after that you actually ever got them off the on the phone. And hmm. that's the bandwidth issue. Who the heck is going to have enough time to yeah. make any attempts? So there's where automation comes in. And, or you can use OpCity or you can use these types of companies to do this. But I think that's what agents are going to, be, are going to have to do in order to, to um, still maintain profits. At least yeah, um, that's, that's the next year or two. And, and I think all agents should set, it's almost like exercising or something, right? You should set a certain amount of time where you are doing the hard work in case, you know, in case you decide at some point that having someone else do it like Zillow or Realtor for you is too expensive. Yeah. I think it's the, it's the same thing with listings, right? So many agents now are just relying on all buyers, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's ridiculous and you need to build the muscle on how to get listings on your own so that if you determine that the buyer business is not profitable, which is headed in that direction, that you can be a, a solid listing agent, right? Yeah. And, and, or do your follow-up yourself that you're not afraid of the phone because Greg Harrison told you to 
do an hour of follow-up on your own without an ISA, without a system uh, every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I find it frightening to think that we keep going down the path as agents of wanting to delegate everything. And, and, and listen, I'm all about leverage. I'm all about automation, virtual assistance, staffing, uh, division of labor, labor, specialization. I mean, I love it all. But I'm telling you, I really feel that what we're, what we're missing is we're, we're still we're delegating that hard work, that initial phone call. And I think that's a dangerous place. I think that's what these companies want us to do. If we finally go there, then all we're going to do now is pay a Zillow type company X amount of dollars, and then they'll just set the appointments for us. Because why wouldn't they just start setting the appointments for us? And then why even need to connect us? The next step is going to be, they don't need to connect us. They just need to let us know that we got an appointment at two o'clock. And every time they inch their way and do one more little piece of the puzzle, they take that little bit more of the, um, of the transaction. I mean, I can see if it continues to go this way, where a $5,000 commission could be a $500 commission for a real estate agent, and then the other $4,500 is going to all the other pieces of the puzzle. I could see it going all the way in that direction. I mean, a 40% a, a uh, 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 referral fee would be 2,000 right off the top. And then you take the, you know, by the time you get your taxes out, your other expenses out, and now you got to pay them for the appointment, you got to pay and them the for broker. The, the broker, you're, we're talking peanuts. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. An item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 Right now, I predict that, that the companies like Azillo, where they're selling a lead for 500 bucks or 200 bucks, whatever that lead cost is, it'll be to a point where the real estate is getting into the hundreds. If the real estate agent keeps relying on them to do all the work. And you know what? Maybe that's the right, maybe that's the right mix. Maybe that's if, if, if a real estate agent is going to allow some other company to do everything, then maybe the other company should get the money. But I think we need to be thinking about this. I think we need yeah, to Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. Like if you have $10,000 to invest in a real estate public company, do you invest in a public company like Zillow, right? Or do you invest in a public company like Remax or, or NRT? Or, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, who are you going to bet on with your own money? Are you going to bet on the real estate companies being more profitable? Or are you going to bet on one of these follow-up systems 
being more profitable. Yeah. I would bet I would bet on the follow-up system because they're stronger. I would bet on Realtor or Zillow, you know, just because I think that they're going to win no matter what. I really don't think, you know, I hate to say this, maybe this maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't see I don't see the profit per sale for the agent increasing, you know? I do see the profit per sale increasing for Zillow. I agree. I see the profit per sale in, uh, increasing for a lot of a, a lot of companies like Zillow, um, like the Op Cities and whatnot, and decreasing for the real estate agent. Now, I will say the real estate agent is having to do less per transaction if they're if they're subscribing to these systems and using the systems by design. There should be some efficiencies that they're also gaining from this. The challenge is, is, is they, if, if they're going to save some time, they need to reinvest that time in doing a higher volume of business because now it's becoming a low margin, high volume business. So what's happening is the margins could be shrinking, but agents are not reinvesting their time to do higher volume. Yeah. You're going to make yeah. your profits in the volume, not on the per deal. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what else are you telling your agents? Like, I mean, you're telling me, hey, listen, you know, now more than ever, right? You got to, you, you got, don't get lazy, right? You can't get lazy. You can, you can be lazy and your margins are just going to shrink. So it's, it's, it's yeah, an option. Don't make less. Yeah, yeah it, it's an option. But I will tell you right now, I'm telling them you got to go back and hustle. You know, I'm, I'm, we're saying you've got to make eight, nine, 10 attempts for every lead that you get. Because we know that the, we, we believe that lead, the leads are good. We don't believe that the lead quality is going down. What we do believe is that we're getting them earlier and we haven't adapted to a longer uh, nurturing uh, period. So, you know, we're, we have to date the lead a lot longer and, and, and all of a sudden we're kind of frustrated because now we've got to spend, you know, more months with them. So that's, it's not lead quality. It's that we haven't adapted to the, 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 the way the game has changed a little bit. So we've, I, I, I do believe that and as well as the competition, these leads are being passed out to multiple agents. So you've got to make more contacts because it's, it's a race to who can get the person on the phone first. And there's more than one person running the race and then they can't remember who's who right i mean no. they talk to three agents and they're like absolutely. some agent from some company uh, absolutely yeah or, or they pick up the, oh yeah are you the agent that uh, emailed me this or are you the agent you know th that is definitely the situation so not only do you got to call more frequently then you got to maybe add a little bit of a touch to it so you know when we call somebody and when we're off when we get off the phone say you got a, a zillow lead or a buyer lead and and the, my agent got off the phone Okay, my agent will have a video already on their phone. So no matter where they are, when they hang up the phone, they're supposed to actually text a video. And it just says something like, hey, it's Greg Harrelson here. Just wanted to put a face uh, to a voice. Appreciate you having a conversation with me a moment ago. I'll go ahead and, you know, continue to do some research and uh, look forward to our next conversation. And it's, so it's got to be a generic message, right? Because you're not going to record another one every single call when we're doing high volume. But that message at least adds an additional touch right after we have the conversation so they can kind of connect with us. Most people are going to open up and watch that video. It's a high, high open rate and watch rate on those videos. And so at least that we get them to engage and hopefully we've got a little bit more of connectedness with them. So then when other people are calling them, they're, they, they're more likely to say, oh, I already spoke with Greg. 
or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I've agents, uh, you know, have said the same thing, even sending them photographs, sending them, you know, anything you can to, to make your face, mainly yeah. your face jump out. Because if it's, if they don't remember you by your face or by something distinct, you're just another agent. That's right. You've got to set yourself apart and it's got to be real. So you can either, it's, it can't be salesy in my opinion. It shouldn't be salesy. It should be very sincere. I'm here to serve you that type of, you know, that, that type of energy to it. Um, assuming that a lot of people are going to be using old school uh, closing uh, strategies and closing closes on them. Just go out there and really <laughs> seek to serve. You'll stand out. Awesome. Awesome. What other challenges are your agents seeing right now that, uh, that you're having to train and or retrain them on? You know, a ton of, uh, a, a ton of uh, you know, the commission companies, uh, uh, commission cutting. So a lot mm. of com com commission cutting. But, you know, I, this is the same commission cutting that I've seen. Yeah, is it more than ever many. before? I mean, there's always been commission cutting, but are you seeing it more aggressively now? I, I feel like I see it a little bit more. And I, I don't know that yes and no. I'm hearing more talk about it. I don't know that we're having to compete more against it than the last time the market was really good and, and, and we went through this kind of cycle. But, it, but it's a little bit more in, in our public domain, at least yeah. in our industry. We're hearing about these companies, technology companies that are coming in and they're discount companies, whether they be, I think Purple Bricks does that, but I'm not a, we don't, I don't have Purple Bricks in my market, so I don't know them that well. But you know, there's companies out there and so I'm hearing about it in the industry a lot more than I ever have, but on the street, I'd say it's probably equal to the last time the market was in this situation yeah. where listings were hard to get and people started cut, uh, cutting the commissions. I, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, what it is, is for the longest time, there was an undercurrent of antitrust almost. Um, it's a bad way to put it, but it was like, you know, like if you were going to cut your commission, if I was going to take a listing for a discount, I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. Right. I didn't even sure. want, I was embarrassed at settlement for myself because I thought the agent across the table was going to be like, you dirty rat. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? You know, and that, that's how it was right or wrong. That's how it was. And then eventually it just became a, you know, public, just like everything, just like, a, just like people on Facebook, you know, and, and, and social media, everybody's public with everything. Now there's no being different is not bad anymore. Right. It's, it's not controlled yeah. anymore. Everybody's unique. So for someone to come out and say, Hey, you know, I take listings for X percent or our company does, you know, gives buyers this back. They, that whole undercurrent of antitrust is gone. It can't be pushed anymore. People are like, you can't, you can't say anything to them and you wouldn't say anything to them. It would be like giving somebody shit for wearing a, a, a red hat with jewels on it. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, you just wouldn't today. Yeah. Where you, if, I, if I'm making any sense. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm, what I'm thinking of as you're describing that, Pat, is I think people recognize it as a model. Like maybe, maybe yeah. I don't like the model. Maybe I do like the model, but I don't think years back we were calling it, oh, that's a, that's a model. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, that's the language that people are using now. I don't like the model, but it's a model versus I can't believe Pat did that. Right. You know, that type of thing. It's not taboo. It's, it's more of a model. And, and, and also there's, there's probably more, I don't know the statistic, I'd like to look, but there, I, I'm guessing there's more brokerages, different type of brokerages 
than ever in history. I'm feeling like, you know, there's, there's so, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, like if you remember in the 90s, right, there, there were, in, in my area, Howard County, Maryland, there was probably six real estate companies. Mm-hmm. Probably six. Now there's probably 60. Yeah, can imagine. You know, in the yeah. same area. Yeah. And yeah. so it's easier for a new, new ones to come in and say, we have this model. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. One more thing before we uh, 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 yeah. start winding down when it comes to like challenges. And anybody that knows me probably expects that I'll say, you know, something like this. And that is, you know, agents are having a harder and harder, uh, a harder and harder time scheduling time to just make contacts. Mm. Now, most people know that, hey, yeah, you know, I've been around Mike Ferry all my life. And of course, yes, I'm a prospector. I teach people how to prospect and contacts, contacts. But let's put that aside for a minute, you know, because there are plenty of people that are in the industry that says, I don't want to make prospecting calls like to FISBOs or to expires or just solds. That's fine. But just because you don't like to do that doesn't mean you don't need to make contacts. So I see the whole new wave of, of agents coming in and it's as if like contacts are now t- taboo. Contacts are no longer a model. It's like model, the model before was like make a lot of contacts. Now it's like, oh wow, you make contacts, but you got to remember everything requires contacts. Meaning if you're going to go out there and do social media and you're going to drive some leads through Facebook Messenger or Facebook Marketplace or, or wherever you're going to do it by boosting posts, guess what? You're going to have these people that you're going to have to contact. If you're going to do direct mail and get calls, you're going to have these people that you have to contact. So for some reason, I see that you know, even though people are using more newer ways of generating leads, they're not setting time aside like as a routine to go and call all those leads. And if you're working as a real estate agent, you can't be that reactive. If you generate leads and here's a lead coming in off of social media and a lead coming in off of this over here, it's hard to reach all those leads like as soon as they come in and react to them like that. So what agents have to do is they have to schedule time to prospect. Now, maybe you don't want to prospect this was an experience. It's okay. But how about scheduling time to make contacts, prospect, the leads that you are generating? Because people are so, they, they dislike prospecting so much that they're associating that word with the activity of actually calling the people that they're generating. And I think it's a big mistake. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. That's, uh, and, and that's great advice. I mean, the thing I love about talking to you, Greg, is you, you always have advice on exactly what people need to do to make more money, bottom line, yeah. right? What they need to think about, yeah. which is why your agents average 30 deals each. You know what I mean? Because you're constantly thinking, what do I need to do? Dollar productive stuff, right? Yes. Dollar Absolutely. productive stuff. Yeah. I call it return on time. Yes. Return on time. It's, it, it, you know, ROI, return on your investment is important. But return on time mm. is also very important. Highest very important. return on time. Highest I love return it. So, on time. So, Greg, as you know, everybody that comes on the show now uh, brings a free gift with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know back the last time, episode 254, we weren't doing this, but we've done it for like the last 150-some deal uh, shows. So um, what is your uh, free gift that you brought our listeners today? 
you know what, Pat, I kind of forgot that you did that. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm willing to play the game. I don't know if you can think of anything. Yeah, so. do you have a PDF or, or something, a checklist or something that you let your agents use that you could share uh, with the audience and they could use it? You know what I can do is I can, I've got a, a document that I can share on w- what to do when you don't get that in, the online lead, what to do when you don't get the online lead on the phone immediately. What does the next 48 to 72 hours need to look like? I love that. That'll yes. be a good one. That'll be a great one. That'll be a good one. All right, great. So, guys, you heard it here. So, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this in Greg's show notes. Now, here's the thing. It's Greg Harrelson, but there's only one L. It's H-A-R-R-E-L-S-O-N. H-A-R-R-E-L-S-O-N. So, it'll be hybendigital.com backslash Greg Harrelson and the number three hybendigital.com backslash Greg Harrelson, the number three. I'm also going to put all of Greg's contact information. If you guys want to reach out to him, if you've got any referrals for Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, or Charleston, or Columbia, South Carolina now, please reach out to Greg and send him his way. He'll make sure they're well taken care of. And guys, I'm also going to put his uh, step-by-step process of what to do after the first contact in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Greg, thanks so much for coming on yeah. the show. I really appreciate it, and best of luck to you. Let's uh, get together soon and break some bread. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value... I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, If you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.